back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday to everybody out there. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I am Jake Balkovin. Nick Sainert going to join me here as Rico is out today, has a date day. So uh, hopefully Rico is enjoying himself as we come upon a, a, a kind of a, a great time of the year and somewhat of a sad time of the year for me because you really, guys, you got to enjoy college football this week. And after Monday... Then it's just the then it's just the championship game. So this weekend is kind of the last grand hurrah for college football, and of course they always do it in a grandiose way. the The granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, going to be played. The Orange Bowl going to be played tonight, um, and of course you have your semifinal games there on Saturday. Uh, Nick now joining me here. Nick, I was also I was just asking Brian Munson his favorite players from the four semifinal play, uh, teams of all time. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ask you Ooh. too because it's the same. You know, you're a little bit of a younger generation, yeah. so we can kind of bounce back and forth here. But let's start with Georgia. You got a favorite Georgia Bulldog of all time? Okay, so it's going to be younger. Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Really? I, I liked Roquan <laughs> Smith a lot. Um, what's happened? He got drafted by the Bears. He got traded. Yeah. To some one of the teams, um, oh gosh, I, okay. So because the, the Bears traded basically everybody, the Ravens. Roquan mm-hmm. is now um, with with the Ravens. I mean, I'm trying to think. Is it just of the college football playoff era? No, just of any of all time, really. Yeah, I, I got. I've got to go, Roquan. I mean, the, yeah. the, the way he. It's always interesting when you watch college or the college football playoff because you see the not not the separation, I suppose. In terms of just just raw talent, just pure talent and, and speed and size and athleticism and, and physicality, because they are they are the freak athletes, right? I mean, when you watch a an Alabama Georgia game in the college football playoff, or even an Ohio State or or Michigan versus uh, TCU game, like when you see Georgia play, they look different than just watching another top twenty five team. Like there is that separation there between the top four, and you can tell that there's something serious on the line. Do you think that you're going to see that from TCU? Because there are there are well, years when you have teams that get in, like a Michigan State, I think the first year of the playoffs, they got shut out. Um, you know, they just kind of have their magical run, but they're not necessarily program-wise at that level. And I think TCU would probably be yeah. the most um, likely for that to be the case. I think so. I, I think one of their – with TCU, I, I don't think we see maybe the – I don't know. Like, if you were to compare them with Georgia specifically, right? Who is is on their way to kind of being the top dog in college football? Oh yeah. Like, if they aren't already, could be over the last couple years. Yeah, Yeah. it could be back to back. And now, if you put Georgia and TCU on a field, I think it's going to look different. However, it is college football. You have a guy in Max Duggan that we saw in the Big Twelve Championship, despite the loss. I mean, he was gassed at the end of that one oh, yeah. drive when he got when he ran it into it for for a touchdown, and I think crazier things have happened. I mean, Michigan with their matchup against Michigan, it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan responds, not only to being in the playoff for the second year in a row, but they got schlacked. They got they got pushed around by Georgia last year in the semifinal, and they got blown out in down in Miami in the Orange Bowl, oh, yeah. if I remember correctly. So here they are. 
once again, with another opportunity to make a national title game, with all this now surrounding Jim Harbaugh, whether or not he's going to leave for the NFL, whether or not he's going to stay at Michigan, it, there's there's a lot of where where TCU, because of a Cinderella story, they might just be able to have it happen. And we always view TCU as like, hey, this is that Big Twelve team, but maybe they're legit. Like maybe yeah. maybe Sonny Dykes has it working for him in the first year, and they're going to be a, a not a perennial necessarily, but a consistent top. 10 top 15 team that's going to be once they move to 12 team playoff is going to be on the fringe that'll be interesting to see yeah just have, like program stability there um because the, the yeah. sunny dykes hire didn't blow anybody away no. but man no have the results done so um and i don't know but you got to remember these semifinal games historically have been awful they've been they have. they've been blowouts yeah. there have been a few exceptions to that but for the most part you see the separation mm-hmm. like you said maybe sometimes from the the four teams to even the rest, one and two but a lot of it's just one and two one and two yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and I mean, the last thing that I, I mean, one of the one of the more popular ones that stick out, obviously, the first college football playoff in 2014, Ohio State as a four seed beats Alabama an Alabama team that featured uh, it was Blake Sims at quarterback. It was Amari Cooper, at wide receiver, Derrick Henry. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, but that was the team where Cardell Jones started in the playoff. Ezekiel Elliott was at running back. You had Michael Thomas on that team for Ohio State. Uh, I believe Devin Smith was on that team as oh, well. Yeah. Jalen Marshall at wide receiver. Joey Bosa at defensive end that I mean it's it's fascinating to now look back at that game and just see all the NFL talent on that field I mean just the star power and once again you talk about that separation and Ohio State ended up beating Alabama they came back they were down double digits in that game against number one seed Alabama came back ended up beating them in the Sugar Bowl in 2014 then beats Oregon and Marcus Mariota to win the first ever college football playoff under Urban Meyer so I, I, like it's not it's not impossible, but we have seen that separation whether it's been the Alabamas or whether it was the Deshaun Watson Clemson teams, and then it makes for a spectacular national championship game. Whether it's Deshaun Watson throwing it to Hunter Renfro in the in the end zone with you know two or three seconds oh, left yeah. or whatever it was, um, I, I, there, it has good games most of the time in the national championship game, but I wonder. And this is just the, the the basic question, a general question. Can NIL and Transfer Portal help out with balancing the playing field with, when it comes to semifinal games? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it will. I'm not sure how long it will take if it does. I mean, that's kind of one of those things where you might it might take four or five years and, and consistent transfers leaving programs, leaving Alabama, backups leaving Clemson, backups leaving Ohio State to, to see if you know maybe it balances the playing field a little bit or also the 12-team playoff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because, like, if you look at it this year, if you look at, like, the five, six, and seven teams, teams that were just left out, Alabama, Tennessee, and Clemson, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Alabama, just the name makes you feel like they could yeah. obviously play with those teams. Tennessee, have, having beat Alabama, they got destroyed by Georgia. Um, Clemson starts to kind of starts to kinda get away from me there. I'm not sure. Well, that, that's what's there. interesting. So, Alabama this year doesn't necessarily have the names that we're used to hearing with Alabama. Like, this year, you, you couldn't tell me a, a an Alabama wide receiver like Devontae Smith, or they don't have the, the, the trio of Devontae Smith, Jamison Williams, and Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah. they, don't have, they don't have a running back like Derrick Henry. They don't have a running back like, um, at the time, TJ Yeldon or, or Najee Harris. Like, they don't have those guys this year. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, Jalen Milrow, the backup quarterback, is going to be great. Obviously, the reigning or two Heisman Trophy winners ago, Bryce Young. 
but Will Han- Will Anderson was kind of quiet this year because I believe he dealt with an injury. He I want to say he had like more fewer than fifty five or sixty tackles this year. I want I mean, and that was after his hundred plus tackle season last year. He has I mean, not not a drop off. He's still going to be a first round pick, but he was the best player in all of college football last year, and now. Because of an injury and because of Alabama having a two-loss season, which is uncharacteristic for them, we don't hear a lot about him, unfortunately. So, yeah, and I'm interested though. I mean, because Will Anderson to get Will Anderson and Bryce Young both to play in that Sugar Bowl is going to be that's big, fascinating. Uh, so you at least got the star power there in Kansas State. I mean, they could put their program on another level again. I some of these bowl games are really hurt because of the playoff, and it will really hurt once you get to the expanded playoffs. That's not one of them. Kansas State, Alabama has a lot of intrigue, and they'll be played on Saturday morning before the Fiesta and Peach Bowl, are, which are the semifinal games. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll wrap things up here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.